Welcome to Season 1 of Master the Prophetic Audio Experience. We are on a discovery journey to activate, grow, and release the voice of God not just for us, but the world around us. We interview guests from all walks of life and backgrounds and how their experiences with God has advanced their path to mastering the prophetic. This season, we're asking guests how the voice of God has helped identify and navigate life through seasons of hardship and crisis and how to even steward a season of success. Come join us now during this conversation. And I'm going to begin uh, this time of sharing with a verse that one of my favorite verses when I'm teaching on the subject of prophecy is found in Psalms chapter 40 and verse number five. Psalms 40 and verse number five. It says this, many, O Lord, my God, are, are thou are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more that can be numbered. Wow, what a verse. It says that God's thoughts toward us, individually, corporately, his people, toward you, are so numerous that if we would declare and speak them, they are more than can be numbered, which literally means that you cannot, you cannot prophesy and speak everything that God has planned for you. God has so many plans, so many thoughts for his people, and prophecy is just one of the ways that we hear the plans of God, the thoughts of God. It's not the only way. Uh, we can hear God's voice. We can, we can be led by the Spirit of God. We can read the Word of God. But prophecy is one of those things that is so important that I did a whole teaching on the subject of desiring to prophesy, that you must desire this covet to prophesy. First Corinthians chapter 14, our attitude toward prophecy. And so that verse really tells me that, uh, and I've, I've been a recipient of prophecies in the prophetic ministry consistently since 1989. So 25 years, I've seen the benefit of it in my own life, others ministering to me prophetically, and it's, it's changed my life. It, is, it has helped me to understand, comprehend, the course that God has for my life. And there's so many people, many of you that are viewing, that maybe your church does not have a prophetic culture or there's not much prophetic ministry in your church or in your locale or in your region or in your territory. Well, be encouraged because the water level of the prophetic is rising around the world. I'm seeing it break out in so many different places, so many churches, so many ministers are beginning to teach on this subject, beginning to release it in the house of God. And, and so it is something that is on the rise. And I want to encourage you to get as much teaching as possible so you can begin to move in it and operate in it so that you can be a blessing to your region and to your territory. And so uh, I'm excited as always sharing on the subject of prophecy and personal prophecy. Um, my, my main verse is Psalms chapter 68 and verse number eight. I'm talking on the subject of Nataf. You spell that N-A-T-A-P-H. Uh, it means to drop. It means to fall. Uh, it's like rain falling from heaven. It also means to prophesy. And you see this in Psalm 68 and verse number eight. It says, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped at the presence of God. The heavens dropped. That's the word nataf. There's several words we, 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 we analyze and look at when we're discussing prophecy. One is the word nabi, N-A-B-I. It means to bubble up or to spring forth. And sometimes when the Spirit of God is prompting you or giving you an unction to give a prophetic word, whether it's corporately or individually, there'll be a stirring in your spirit 
there'll be an unction. Uh, there'll be a, a bubbling up inside, as Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's the word Navi. Uh, it means an inspired man, an inspired utterance. And that's, that's primarily how many people function uh, in the prophetic. I function that way quite a bit. I just feel it stirring on the inside of me. Sometimes in a service, when I begin to speak in tongues, uh, I, I feel the stirring of God. I begin to speak in tongues and pray in the Holy Ghost. And then all of a sudden, the prophetic word begins to come forward and I begin to release it. That's Nabi. But there's another dimension of the, of the prophetic that is called Nataph, N-A-T-A-P-H. And it means to drop or to fall from heaven, like rain. That word also means to prophesy. Often the prophets were told to drop a word. And so it's like rain that falls from heaven. And so I've entitled this teaching, When Heaven Drops, or When God Drops His Word Upon Us. And so often in a service, when we have the presence of God, notice it says the heavens also dropped at the presence of God. As we begin to praise and worship in our, in our celebrations, the Spirit of God begins to come. The, of course, the Spirit of God is there. He's never, he never leaves us. But we begin to feel a greater presence of God, a greater presence of the manifest presence of God. We begin to move into worship. People begin to lift their hands. They begin to bow. They begin to weep. They really begin to sense God's presence. And that's when often God would just begin to drop his word in the service. There'll be a word from heaven. The word natop means to distill like rain or like water. It's almost as if when we praise and worship God, the, 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 it, something begins to distill in the atmosphere and the word begins to drop like rain. When that happens, God just drops his word on you, and uh, we find people begin to prophesy. Now, in our services, we have an order. Uh, we have a certain team every Sunday that we assign uh, to perform prophetic ministry. We have a, quite a number of ordained prophets in our church that are, are, are feel free or welcome to come to the platform if they get a prophetic word. Um, but we also have a team each Sunday, a different team assigned to the service that when this begins to happen, God drops his word in the service and they begin to they begin to receive it and they begin to release it corporately. Uh, we have we have prophecy every Sunday in our church. There's always a word from the Lord. And often we have it two, three, or four times uh, in a service. So it's something that's consistent in our church service. It's a part of our culture because we believe that when we come into the presence of God, that God will speak to us. Now sometimes we bow, there's silence. Sometimes no one is speaking. So it doesn't mean that you always have to prophesy when the presence of God comes. Sometimes we bow, we weep, we just enjoy God's presence. Sometimes we, there's silence. We sense that we just need to receive. Everyone needs to receive directly the word from heaven. But then there are times when God drops his word and we begin to prophesy. That's what Natap means. It means uh, when heaven drops his word. God drops his word from heaven and it falls like rain. Now rain in scripture represents blessing. It represents refreshing. And this is often how God refreshes his people. When we get in the presence of God, we should be refreshed. We should be renewed. We should be inspired. We inspired. We should be recharged. You know, when we come into the presence of God, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what you've gone through that week, no matter what difficulties you have been experiencing, when you come to the house of God, it should be a time of refreshing, a time of renewal, a time of reigniting. And, and, and that's, that's why the word falls like rain. God wants to refresh his people. I know when you have thousands of people in the service, 
I'm sure many of them have challenges. They come to the house of God. They maybe they're tired physically, spiritually, mentally. They're facing things in life. Doesn't mean that everyone is tired, but sometimes people are just tired with the struggles of life. They come to hear the word of God. Well, there is a refreshing from heaven. There is a rain that falls from heaven. Now I want to read four verses that really connect uh, in this chapter, Psalm 68. In verse 8, it says, The heavens shook, or rather, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped Nataf prophesied at the presence of God. Verse 9 says, Thou, O God, didst, didst send a plentiful rain, a plentiful rain, an abundant rain. It says, Whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. I love that verse. Talks about confirmation. When God confirms us, when God strengthens us, this is the power of prophecy, the power of the prophetic word. It confirms us, it strengthens us, it establishes us, which is why I believe it's so needed in our churches today, because every believer needs to be confirmed by God. God often speaks to us and says, you're my people. I've called you, I've anointed you, I've chosen you. He confirms us. He lets us know he, we're his people. Of course, we know that. We believe that. The Word of God says that, but oftentimes you need to hear it. You need to be reminded of it. It confirms you. It says when we're weary, which means that this rain comes at times of weariness and tiredness. Um, God confirms us. He strengthens us. He establishes us by releasing his rain. His prophetic word is Natal. And that's why this is so important that we have it on a consistent basis in our churches. God does not want his people to be tired, worn out, defeated. He wants them to be confirmed. He wants them to be strengthened. He wants them to be established. He wants them to have the rain of heaven fall, the blessing of heaven fall. He wants confirmation, especially when we are weary and when we're tired, when we're, we've, we've done so much. You know, ministry can be very tiring. You do a lot of ministering. You minister to people. You cast out devils. You prophesy. You win the loss. You pray for people, especially churches that are very actively involved in ministering to hurting people. It can become very uh, grueling and very tiresome. There can be a lot of virtue that leaves your life. Well, the good news is when we come together in our weekly services and begin to worship God and begin to come into the presence of God, God releases his word, heaven drops his word, and we get confirmation like a plentiful rain. When we're weary, God refreshes us, God establishes us, God restrengthens us, he refires us, he reignites us. It's something that just keeps us going from week to week and year to year so we won't burn out. We, we're always excited. I love God's presence. I love the prophetic word because it is something that has kept me moving in ministry for the last 25 years. It is something that no matter how much I travel, minister, preach, prophesy, no matter what comes my way, I'm always excited and fired up and charged because I'm around the prophetic. People often say, uh, Pastor Eckhart, how do you how do you stay? How do you stay on the cutting edge? How do you keep going? How do you keep moving? Well, I'm around the prophetic. I'm around the word of God. I'm around. A, I'm in a prophetic community. I'm in a prophetic church. I know the reign of heaven. I know the blessing of heaven. I know how to keep myself stirred up. I refuse to be burnt out, worn out. Uh, beat down in ministry. I know preachers who are burnt out, worn out, discouraged, depressed. Well, you need to get around the prophetic and get the prophetic in your life because when God speaks, it's like rain from heaven that confirms us when we're weary. Then it says in verse number 10, thy congregation has dwelt therein. Thou, O God, has prepared of thy goodness for the poor. So it talks about God's goodness being released, especially for the poor. 
the poor in spirit, the poor, those who, who need, those who need God's goodness, God's reign, the needy, those who recognize their need from heaven, those who recognize they need prophecy, they need to hear God's voice. You know, I'm amazed at people who say things like, we don't need prophecy. Why do you teach on prophecy? Why do you teach on the gifts of God? Why do you teach on the anointing of God? You don't need all of that. Well, when you're poor, when you recognize your need, when you're poor in spirit, you're blessed. God can confirm you, strengthen you, pour out upon you, show you his goodness. When you are humble, you're not proud and arrogant and think that you don't need to hear the voice of God. We need God's voice. We need God's direction. We need God's strength. We need God's confirmation. We need, we need this to be active in our lives. There's no way you can live a, a powerful life in the spirit and not need heaven to drop its word upon your life. And then in verse number 11, it says this, the Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. So it's talking about the word being given. It's talking about the word being released. It's talking about the prophetic word being released. It's talking about heaven dropping its word. And it says that he, when he gives the word, great is the company of those that publish it, which means that God is not raising up one prophet here, one prophet there, one prophet over here, over there. No, God is raising up a company of prophetic people a company of believers that are prophetic, that are inspired by God, that move in the Holy Ghost, that move in the power of God. And because the, when he gives the word, he wants that word to be spoken by a great company. Of course, in the original uh, Hebrew, it literally means a great company of women published the word. So I, I get requests all the time. People are asking me a question. Uh, I, I was taught in my church that women couldn't speak. Women couldn't say anything because they don't understand the context of the verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And in many churches, we're taught that women can't do anything. They can't speak. They can't do anything. But the Bible says in the last days, we fulfill on the day of Pentecost, which were the last days of the old covenant age, God poured out his spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters would prophesy. Now, why would God pour spirit out upon the daughters and say they could prophesy and then tell them they couldn't say anything? The very essence of prophecy is to declare the word of the Lord. So there is a great company of women. Matter of fact, there are more women prophesying today than men because the church uh, has more women than men in the church. So if you shut the women up and if they can't prophesy, preach or do anything, you might as well shut the whole church down because women are being used by God globally around the world. And I'm so excited uh, of the women that God is using. Now, God also uses men. We need more men to step up in the prophetic. We need the authority of men. We need men to rise up in the spirit, and that's happening around the world. Many men are rising up and taking hold of the spirit of God and leading their homes and their families and, and churches and really stepping into that position that God ordained them to step in, and they're prophesying and speaking the word of the Lord. And so, and so God's heaven is dropping. Uh, heaven is dropped. That's the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which means that heaven, when heaven touches earth, when heaven drops upon earth, when the rain from heaven falls upon earth, when, when the, when, as the Bible says, my word, like the rain and the snow that comes from heaven and waters the earth and gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, it shall not return void. God's word falls like rain. It comes like snow. It covers the earth. And that's what's happening today where we're seeing the rain fall. Why? Because of the presence of God. It says again, the heavens dropped at the presence of God, Nataf, when heaven drops, to prophesy, to speak by inspiration at the presence of God. Now, the important thing is 
that we should desire God's presence. If you're really going to be a prophetic person and really move in the power of the prophetic, you must become a lover of God's presence. You must, you must enjoy God's presence. The church must have room for God's presence. Now, I know that churches have programs. They have orders of services. And sometimes we really don't invite God's presence in strong or when the presence of God comes in strong, the leader will get up and cut the service and because they have an order of service. And that's, that's regrettable because people really do need to come into contact with God's presence. When you become a lover of presence, you are a worshiper. When you become a worshiper, you're in a position to prophesy. You're in a position to hear the voice of the Lord. You're in, a, you're in a position to receive the rain from heaven because you love God's presence. And that's what God is really challenging us in this, in this time to become strong worshipers, to become lovers of God's presence, to enjoy God's presence, to delight ourselves in God's presence. When you, when you have God's presence in, in, a, in a church service, it, is, it, it, it provides an atmosphere for the prophetic and for the word of the Lord to be released. Now, when God speaks his word through us, that's when miracles happen. And people get healed, delivered, confirmed, established. They receive revelation. They get convicted. They repent. They recommit. God sends his word and heals us and delivers us out of our destructions. The word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That prophetic word goes deep into the hearts of people and does a miraculous work of deliverance and healing and confirmation and strengthening and edification and exhortation and comfort. I mean, when, when the word of the Lord is released, there is something power that takes place. You know, the principle in Genesis was that the spirit of God hovered a mood on the face of the water and God said that there be light and there was light. Notice nothing happened until, until God spoke. So often the spirit of God can be hovering in our services and the, and the presence of God can be there, but we need to speak. When you speak, that's when something happens. God spoke and there was light. Something happens when we speak. There's power in words. Our words are spiritual containers that release spirit and life. Now, the death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so I can go on and on in discussing the benefits, the power of prophecy, why we need to get back to it in our churches. If we're Pentecostal or charismatic, it's more than just speaking in tongues every now and then. Uh, there is inspired utterance. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. That's a result of being filled with the Spirit of God. I, one of the first lessons I did, remember, I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the doorway into the prophetic realm. As Pentecostals, sometimes they limit uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to speaking in tongues based on Acts chapter 2. But in Acts chapter 19, it says when Paul laid his hands upon them, they spoke in tongues and prophesied. When you speak in tongues, that's inspired utterance in another language. And really, and, and, and when you prophesy, it's inspired, uh, inspired words in your own language. But it's inspired utterance. That's what prophecy is. It's when God drops his word from heaven. And you're inspired to release and to speak the word of the Lord. And when you release it and speak it, uh, tremendous things begin to happen. Confirmation, refreshing, rain, blessing, uh, fruitfulness, abundance. All of this is symbolized by rain from heaven. Without rain, there is no blessing. Without rain, there is no harvest. Without rain, the ground does not yield its increase. Rain represents God's blessing. And, and, a, and a brazen heaven represents a curse. An open heaven represents blessing, rain, falling like rain, refreshing us, reviving us, strengthening us, 
I mean, that's the benefit of the word of God when it falls like rain. And I'm believing that everyone that is viewing this program, that in your church on Sunday, God's rain would fall. The heavens would open. There'll be a downpour of the rain of God, of the, of the word of God, that people will be healed, delivered, refreshed, that they'll receive strength. They'll be confirmed that God would, would, would give his word and great would be the company of those that publish it or release it. God is raising up a great company of prophetic believers around the world. We're seeing it wherever we go. And so that's that's the message on Nataf. I want to encourage you as you worship in your services to allow God to drop his word, develop the prophetic. If you're a pastor and you're watching this, develop the prophetic ministry, release the prophetic, get teaching on it, get some books, teach it yourself, bring someone in to help you activate and release your prophetic people. You have them in your church. Every church has prophetic people. Some of them are sitting in the pews dying. They're, they're being stirred, but there's no way to release it, but they're there. If you begin to teach on this and begin to release it and begin to bring order to it and begin to bring faith in this area, you're going to begin to see the water level of the prophetic rise in your church. You're going to see the word of the Lord begin to come forward, personal prophecy, prophetic presbytery, corporate prophecy. It's going to be phenomenal. You're going to see the blessing of God come in ways that you've never seen before. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Ezekiel 37 in verse number 10. It's, uh, Ezekiel was commanded by the Lord to prophesy. And it's to the dry bones. And it says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now notice several things about the power of the prophetic word. It says, when he prophesied, breath came into them. Remember what Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The word breath means spirit. In the Greek, it's the word pneuma which literally means spirit, wind, breath, air. When you stop breathing, that's when your spirit leaves your body. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. And so I want to talk about the, 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 the breath of God for just a moment and how the prophetic word releases life and releases breath uh, into, into us as a church. We talked about uh, confirmation and we talked about how the word confirms like rain falling from heaven, refreshes us, strengthens us, but the word also breathes life into people. I've seen people come uh, who, who to, for, to church who were so down, it's like they had no breath, no life, no spirit, no passion, no joy, no excitement uh, because of life, because something may have happened. They just got discouraged, got depressed, gave up, uh, didn't have, had no, no fire. And when the prophetic word begins to come forth, I begin to see those same people breathe again. They begin to get life. Uh, it's, it's as if God breathes back into them life. Um, this doesn't mean that everyone has to, you know, get prophecy to get life. You can get life by reading the word, by praying, by worshiping. But the prophetic word is one of the ways that we can see uh, the life of God releasing the people. Listen to this. Uh, These dry bones represented the house of Israel. As Ezekiel prophesied, the bones came together. The prophet has the ability to prophesy people into their right position. Notice when he prophesied, these bones not only began to come alive, they began to come together. Now what that shows me about prophecy is often there are things in your life that need to come together. And God will use prophecy to bring things together in your life, to arrange things, to, to bring parts together that may be disjointed or scattered, uh, to bring people into your life. The, the prophetic word is amazing. There's power in prophecy. That's why Paul said, 
of all the gifts desire to prophesy, uh, uh, covet to prophesy, because it edifies, it exhorts, it comforts, but it also gives life, it breathes life, it heals, it delivers, it brings things together. These dry bones were scattered. They were disjointed. But as Ezekiel began to prophesy, the bones began to come together. Sometimes I, I prophesy over people whose lives are so disjointed, so scattered, so much confusion. Their finances are disjointed. Their relationships are disjointed. They, it's like nothing has come together for them. They know they have a destiny. They know they have a purpose, but nothing uh, seems to come together for them. Well, when, when the prophetic word is designed to begin to put things together in a person's life, to bring order, to bring things together that are disjointed. Just as Ezekiel began to prophesy to the dry bones, and the dry bones came together. As Ezekiel prophesied, uh, sinews and flesh came upon the bones. Sinews represent strength. That's muscle. Notice that when he prophesied, muscle came. Muscles uh, represent strength. Skin represents form. Uh, the, ne the necessary components are prophesied into proper form, and then life and strength are added all through the prophetic ministry. So it, 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 the prophetic word releases strength to your life. It causes your, your life, uh, if you're weak, it, it gives you sinews. It gives you muscle. It gives you strength spiritually. When, prophetic, when, when, prophetic, when the prophetic word comes forth, it can also release miracles healings, signs and wonders within the local assembly. Uh, again, the principle is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, when it says the earth, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, darkness was upon the face of the deep. Have you ever met people whose lives seem to be without form and void, even though they're created by God and their life is covered with darkness? But then it said the Spirit of, but then it said the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light, and there was light. One of the first things that happens when God speaks, whether he speaks directly to us or speaks through us, is that light comes. Illumination comes. We begin to see out of the darkness. We, we begin to see through the fog. We begin to see what we could not see before. It begins to bring light and illumination and revelation into our lives when the Spirit of God is moving. Now, I've been in many services where the presence of God comes in and the Spirit of God is hovering over the assembly. And, and, and no word is released because the church doesn't often know how to tap into that and release a word. People would just shout, dance, praise God, uh, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I, I've seen times in church services because I was not in a position of authority. I was just maybe uh, a visitor, but I knew it was a time when God wanted to speak. But because the leaders were not sensitive or they really didn't know what to do, uh, they would just stand there and, and maybe pray or, or just sing, but really not know how to move prophetically. And it was almost like it was, a, it was a missed time. Well, that's changing. We're getting a better understanding, a better revelation of, of how God moves. And we're seeing more and more assemblies beginning to move in the, in, in the power of God. So I want, I want you to, to be encouraged and I want you to know that when God speaks, miracles begin to take place. Whether it's a Nabi bubbling up, whether it's Nataf, God dropping his word on people. We are on the final months of 2022. Don't go into another year without hearing the voice of God. Go to www.impactuniversity.com to download your free copy of our brand new Master the Prophetic devotional to help you hear the voice of God for your now season and your future. 
Feel free to text us your questions on the prophetic, deliverance, or any other subject at 773-923-0451. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.